my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Fuller House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, it is January 2024, even though I'm recording this in late September of 2023. As you already know, I have completed the Full House portion of this podcast. If you want to go back... You can listen to four years worth of series of Full House episodes, along with some Fuller House episodes, yes. So, with the start, I am kicking off the Fuller House portion of the podcast, which means I'm basically covering all the episodes I didn't get to in the last four years. There aren't going to be a series of episodes anymore, it's mainly just going to be straight through. So today I am covering Season 1, Episode 3, Funner House, and also Season 1, Episode 9, War of the Roses. So going back to Funner House, this episode aired February 26th, 2016. In this episode, when Stephanie, Kimmy, and DJ have a girls' night out and leave Joey in charge of the kids, things get wild out on the town and at home. There are actually a few other synopsises, and I think I might read some of these other ones because they're pretty clever. All right. Stephanie and Kimmy plan a night to get DJ out of the house and get Uncle Uncle Joey to babysit. Joey comes prepared to entertain, as he did DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle when they were children. He's unprepared to find the kids only want to spend time on their phones. Yes, because it's 2016. (laughs) Will Joey change with the times or will the children learn how fun it is to play? Well, Joey, you're operating in a tech-heavy, tech-savvy world. I don't know what to tell you. Let's see. When Steph and Kimmy realize DJ is under a lot of stress, they decide it's time for a girls' night out. DJ is worried about a babysitter. Yeah, Joey comes to the rescue. Joey wants to teach the kids how to have fun without electronics. Meanwhile, at the club, the girls get in a dance-off with Kimmy's soon-to-be ex-husband, Fernando. (laughs) Joey takes away the kids' electronics and instead has the kids involved in some mischievous, messy fun. This episode's got a 7.4 out of 10, based on 747 ratings. We have Macy Gray, guest starring. We have Maxim Chmierkowski and Val, also same last name, so Max and Val. We have Tiny Declan playing Mandy, I guess that's Fernando's date. And Tiffany Hill as hostess. Directing this episode, Katie Gerritsen. We also have writers Jeff Franklin, Amy Engelberg, and Wendy Engelberg. We have Joe Vargas and Paulina Diaz as 
staff writers. Let's see if we got any trivia. Do we have any trivia? We do have trivia. All right. When DJ and Stephanie are telling the story to Val and Max about when they pulled their dad's clothes off the rack and used the pole to put a hole in the wall, Kimmy says, then Michelle walked in and said, you got it, dude. Stephanie says Kimmy wasn't there. Actually, she was. She left the room after it happened and didn't want to be around if their dad came home to see the damage. I mean, she was, and then she's like, okay, because, yeah, she pulled, like, the baking soda out of Danny's top drawer of his dresser. Dave Cooley is seen wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey throughout the episode. This is because he grew up just outside of Detroit and he is a huge fan of the Red Wings. He also, on occasion, would wear that in Full House, too, so that's pretty cool. DJ mentions that she watches Dancing with the Stars every week. Candace Cameron Bure was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars in 2014, season 18. She placed third. Val and Max are the professional dancers for this series on the show. Goof. Continuity. DJ and Kimmy said they did Dirty Dancing for their fifth grade talent show. However, they were in fifth grade when the movie came out. Well, (laughs) yeah, you know Danny would not let DJ see that in the theater. Audio-visual unsynchronized. When Stephanie sings Time of My Life on stage, she mouths the lines, never felt this way before, but the voice heard sings, never felt like this before. Obvious lip-syncing. So someone uh, gives us a 5 out of 10. Funner House, this is from June 24, 2021. Studio AT, warning spoilers. It risks overdoing it with the references to the original show, which possibly stop it developing into its own beast of this this stage. But on the whole, this is another good and lighthearted episode of Fuller House. The main story works best, even if it's a bit thin and ends up just being an excuse for Candace Beret and Sweeten to show off the skills they learned on Dancing with the Stars. While the B-plot feels a bit too much like a Disney Channel sitcom plot, I enjoyed the episode overall. So yes, basically how this is going to work, I'm going to cover the first episode and then we'll go into War of the Roses. I'm going to be honest with you though, uh, the plot with DJ Kimmy and Stephanie at the club, I really am not, I could care less about it to be honest. I'll, I'll talk about it and play clips, but that's about, I'm not going to spend any extra time on it. I'm more into Joey. Trying to get the kids off their phones and just having fun like kids did back in the day without electronics. Because we didn't have that stuff. We didn't grow up with it. So we were able to use our imagination. We were able to just go out and just have fun. Invent things. You basically created your own entertainment. Without the use of a handheld device. Of course, before I get into the podcast, I want to let all the Tanner newbies who have not, who have basically jumped aboard the Tanner train, I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media, Facebook, just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The All My Land to Holy Two Lupus podcast will pop up. Click on it so that way you'll know what episodes I'm covering at what time. So, 
before 2023 is up, I am going to give a mini episode, mini podcast episode just of the episodes, basically the lineup of the episodes of Fuller House that I'm doing. So that way you can listen along. Also, this Fuller House, Full House podcast is an ears of all ages podcast, which means anyone of any age can listen to it. You can play it on your speaker. You can listen to it while you're getting groceries, picking up your kids from school, all that fun stuff. If you'd like to have your voice heard on the podcast, you can reach out via the podcast page on Facebook, or you can send an email at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. You can also write a review for the podcast on iTunes if you're enjoying the show. You can use emojis, hit me up with trivia questions, tell me who your favorite character or favorite episode is, fun stuff like that. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So without further ado, let's dive into Funner House. Changing in a car? What if Uber sees my boobers? 
Well, then you won't have to tip. <laughs> okay, Joey, this car is gross. no big deal. Once I stumbled out of an all-night party, hopped into a cab, changed into a hideous future bridesmaid's dress, and walked down the aisle looking better than the bride. <laughs> that was my wedding. So yeah, the episode pretty much opens with uh, Stephanie and Kimmy. They're dressed to have a girls' night, and not only that, they're including DJ in this, who is dressed just ready to have a chill night at home. She's taking care of baby Tommy, and they're like, "No, we're doing this for you to get you out of the house." Well, and the fact that Stephanie's like, oh, when have we ever looked this good? Kimmy, let's take a selfie. And she's like, oh, I'll take you on Instagram, but I have to unblock you first. And Kimmy's like, what? You unblocked me? Or you blocked me? And it's like, no, 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 hey, hey, we just took a selfie. Remember the good time? Good time. And he, yeah, when DJ comes down with Tommy, she has got her, her sweats, her nighttime clothes, whatever you want to call it, her staying-at-home clothes on. She is not looking to go anywhere. She's staying in. But they do convince her, like, come on, we're doing this for you. <laughs> and also, I can't remember. I remember seeing Mean Girls once, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I think the movie is just okay. Um, I will even go so far as to say it's to me, it feels a little, maybe a little-ish overrated, but that's just, again, in my opinion. I watched it once, don't feel the need to see it again, but Fleek wasn't, so Fleek was a saying back in the early aughts, right? The singular aughts, and what also, Fetch, I guess, was something that Lacey Chabert from Mean Girls, although I knew her well before Mean Girls, she was in Party of Five had said that so um yeah another thing dj is worried about is like i don't have a babysitter who's gonna watch the kids and they're like oh we got you a babysitter and somebody has we got you a babysitter as in here comes joey coming in on rollerblades with mr woodchuck <laughs> and DJ's like, okay, but uh, I gotta go upstairs and change. And Stephanie's like, no, Deej, if you do that, you're gonna start doing mom things, and we'll never get you back down. We're not gonna get you out the door. You can change in the Uber. And DJ's like, I'm not gonna change in the Uber. What if the driver sees? What she call her boobers? And this is a bit. This is more. Seems more Dave Coulier than anything Joey Gladstone. I get they're all adults now, but it's like, oh, well, then you wouldn't have to tip. I'm like, um, okay. Didn't need to have that in there, but whatever. <laughs> so she's convinced. Well, and when Kimmy pulls the dress out for DJ, she's like, is this for me or Malibu Barbie? Because. It cuts just barely below her stomach. And I'm just like, when we do see the dress, it is quite a bit longer, which it good. <laughs> 
so they call the kids. The kids are all. Max is on his tablet. Jackson and Ramona on their phones. Are and I love Max's response. Whatever. Oh my gosh. He is. <laughs> I just got Dwayne vibes. <laughs> but he's like, they don't care. They're other electronic devices. And then, of course, I like how Stephanie says, like, oh, stay do your homework, you know, brush your teeth, stay in school, don't play with matches, yada, yada, yada. Basically, she walks out the door. So then <clears throat> Joey looks at like, hey, kids, we're going to have great kids. Where'd you go? Because <laughs> they're not there on the um, on the stairs anymore. They've clearly just went into the rooms. And Joey's just like, and I am talking to absolutely no one. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Tommy's still in his playpen. <laughs> I forgot. So he's going to try a joke out on Tommy. He's like, hey, Tommy, how about these kids today, huh? video games and the electronic devices and baby Tommy just looks at him like who are you I've seen I met you like one time and that was with a woodchuck I'm surprised that he, he doesn't have like like at seeing if Mr. Woodchuck again just it just seems like that would be give him major like issues just this big old puppet face like right near his face I mean that puppet's as big as Tom baby Tommy he says, how about you and I, I don't even know who Joey's impersonating, but he's like, how about you and I have a real meaningful conversation? Oh, cell phone beeped. <laughs> he's like, oh, I got a text, buddy, sorry. All right, hey guys. And I am talking to absolutely no one. Hey, Tommy, how about these kids today, huh? With the video games and the electronic devices. How about you and I have a real meaningful conversation? Whoops, I got a text, buddy. Sorry. Kimmy Kepler and when they get to the club Kimmy's doing it again and DJ says Kimmy what did we talk about we only howl in private and when she comes in because they practically Stephanie and Kimmy practically have to drag DJ in there and DJ is like adjusting her dress like I don't know whether to pull it up or pull it down or what have you 
So she's like, she feels like she's probably showing too much skin. A uh, woman comes up, asks, do you have reservations? And immediately DJ says, yeah, I feel I should be at home with my kids. And apparently everyone knows Kimmy Gibbler because, as she explains, she and Fernando, when they were together, basically lived at this club. They were there all the time. And, yeah, they get their own little uh, roped-off area with a couch and glitter pillows Stephanie's going to go get them some shots, and TJ's like, I want mine with extra ice and a maraschino cherry. <laughs> so when Stephanie goes up to get the shots for them, we got the two Dancing with the Stars guys there. So the guys, the two Dancing with the Stars guys, Vale and whatever the other one's name is, decide to pay for the three tequila shots. And they're, like, doing something with their, like, it's almost like a um, rock, paper, scissors, but something else. We go back over to DJ and Kimmy, and DJ's trying to rap, saying it's 9.30 and DJ's not in her PJs. And I'm just thinking, it's so funny because usually my bedtime's around 9.30, too. And it just, it's weird. It feels like as you get older, your bedtime gets earlier and earlier. Even though 9, 9, 9.30, I think 9 o'clock was my bedtime growing up for the most part. Even as a teenager. But it's just, I swear, I feel like I could not stay up past 10 o'clock anymore. It's like, I got I got to get at least my 8, 9 hours of sleep each night. 9.30 on a Friday night? DJ's not in her PJs. Oh, look at me, I'm wrapped. Okay, so Max and Val. Okay. So they go over there, they bring the shots over, and DJ just immediately feels like, you know, she's not looking to be involved or even chat up with these guys. Like, oh, okay, thank you. Oh, great, now they're sitting. It's like, now you feel like you're forced to entertain them. <laughs> but, no, and they're, you know, DJ and Stephanie being sisters, and then, of course, apparently the guys don't know Kimmy, which whatever and uh, you know they're saying how they're brothers and all that and it's just like okay um dj really feels out of her element when she takes that shot she's like oh that's not sunny d <laughs> and the thing is no i don't drink either so i don't know how fun i would be going yeah i don't i don't i do not i don't go out i've never been to a club i just i wouldn't be good in that thing i don't dance i don't i just I prefer to just be home chilling, watching something, reading something, or going to a movie by myself or with my husband. So Joey heads up and sees, like, where are the kids? We got 
Max and Jackson are just kind of hanging out. Ja Max is on his tablet watching a live satellite feed from Pluto. So they really, at this point, definitely do have... Because in the pilot, it felt like Max was going to be more like a Danny character just because he said a couple cleaning phrases. Like, oh, I'm going to take out the trash. Or, oh, I'm going to help clean up this spot on the chair or something like that. Grandpa Danny taught him well. Yeah, because Joey's like, hey, what's up, guys? And, yeah, when Max is like, yeah, I'm watching a live satellite feed from Pluto, there's not much going on. Joey's like, oh, okay, you like science, Max? All right, here's an impression of astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. Early morning, after breakfast, cutting the cheese. Why does Joey think that these same jokes that he's probably told the girls over the years when they were kids are going to work on this new generation? It's not. It just flatline. It just flops. It's not good. I'm not getting a reaction from Jackson or Max. They're just like, can you please leave this room? We're just chilling and you're interrupting. They're not about fart jokes. They are not about fart jokes. Fart jokes, I feel, died in like the, the 90s, to be honest. And Joey's like, really? Nothing? And Max says, Joey, everyone knows the great Neil deGrasse Tyson does not fart. And Joey is like, I mean, this is just so painful watching this. He says, wait, I'm here to have fun with you kids. Ramona, get in here. She's like right across the hall from them. And <laughs> Jackson says, uh, that's a bad idea. So Ramona comes in with her tablet and says, what is it? I'm binge watching the Sharknado trilogy. And Joey's like, come in. And Ramona says, I'm banned from this room. I can't come in. And Joey turns to Jackson and says, Jackson, that is not very nice. And Ramona says, oh, it's okay. I banned myself. And Joey says, well, tonight we are going to have some fun together. Our first game is called Try and Get Your Devices Back. And Joey pulls the tablet out of Max's hands, takes Jackson's phone, takes Ramona's tablet and just runs off with them. <laughs> They're so angry! Max is like, hey! Jackson's mouth is literally on the floor in shock. Like, well, uh! <laughs> Ducking out the door, Joey just look, taking that too. <laughs> he takes Ramona's tablet. They're all screaming, Joey, get back here! Joey is just running down the stairs like, gosh! <laughs> laughing while he's running down with their electronics. And he locks them in the end table uh, drawer. He's got the lock and everything. He had that planned. Joey says, and the winner of the fir first game is me. Uh, he says, because tonight we are going device free. And Jackson is like, well, how are we supposed to have any fun without our stuff? And Joey has a white tarp over the coffee table. And he says, I give to you the Gladstone Gallery of Wacky Weapons. They look like super soakers or, no, they look like Nerf type gun things with adjustments made. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, the toilet paper shooter thing. Toilet, toilet paper roll shooter. 
And we get the half title of this podcast, as Max says, Holy Chalupas! So Joey's like, yo, these are what you call your classics. You got your super soakers, your silly string, your uh, slime rifles. And the granddaddy of them all, a Joey Gladstone designed toilet paper leaf blower gun. Wow, that is what. See, they could have used that back in the days when the pranks of toilet papering, like your teacher's house or something, or their trees or what have you, that would have come in handy. You saved yourself a lot of time. But you would have made a lot of noise with that leaf blower. It's really cool. It's got like um a paint roller thing, like electrical taped to the end of it. And, <laughs> this is really gross, Joey. TMI. He says, boy, I could have used this baby last night at Arby's. I'm like, Joey, we don't need to hear that, man. Ramona is the only one not kind of jumping into this because she says, oh, these are for little kids, so you little kids have fun. Joey says, she just called you a little kid. Are you going to take that? And Joey hands him some silly string. He hands that to Jackson, and Jackson says, uh, no, I am not. Oh, here we go, silly string war. <laughs> and Max is like, don't I get any silly string? Both Ramona and Jackson turn on Max. And already Max in season one is already rocking these sweater vests that we will come to associate with his character. And of course, yeah, they turn on him and he's like, "Uh, that's not what I meant. And Joey gives some silly string to him. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm watching a live satellite feed from Pluto. Not much going on. You like science? All right. Here's an impression of astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson early morning after breakfast cutting the cheese. (laughs) Really nothing? Joey, everybody knows that the great Neil deGrasse Tyson does not fart. Come on, I'm here to have fun with you kids. Ramona, get in here. Uh, that's a bad idea. What is it? I'm binge-watching the Sharknado trilogy. Come in. I'm banned from this room. Jackson, that is not very nice. It's okay. I banned myself. Well, tonight, we are going to have some fun together. Our first game is called Try and Get Your Devices Back. Tonight, we are going device-free. How are we supposed to have any fun without our stuff? Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the Gladstone Gallery of Wacky Weapons. Holy chalupas! Mm-hmm. These are what you call your classics. You got your super soakers, your silly string, your uh, slime rifles, and the granddaddy of them all. A Joey Gladstone designed toilet paper leaf blower gun. <laughs> Boy, I could have used this baby last night at Arby's. <laughs> These are for little kids, so you little kids have fun. 
She just called you a little kid. Are you going to take that? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you think that's funny, huh? Don't, uh... <laughs> Don't I get any silly streaks? <laughs> not what I meant. So we go back to the club, and the girls are entertaining those two guys with the story of the season four where they're fighting over the the pole that ends up going through the wall in Danny's bedroom. DJ and I were fighting over the closet pole. I let go. And she rams it right through her dad's bedroom wall. <laughs> yeah, and then we sing this stupid song to dad about how much we love him, and he doesn't even notice the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Michelle walked in and said, You got it, dude. <laughs> but you weren't even there. I know, but I'm pretty sure she walked in and said that. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Macy Gray. Oh, she's my girl. She is going to freak when she sees me. Oh, like you know Macy Gray. It so happens that she was singing at a party I was spinning at in Bangkok. We got raided by the police, so we had to escape on an elephant. It took a wrong turn, and three days later, we woke up in Cambodia. You just made that up. Hey, DJ Tan! I haven't seen you since that elephant ride in Cambodia. <laughs> Great to see you. Hey, hey. Hi, Miss Gray. Hello. I'm the real DJ Tanner. Oh, hey. You spin? Oh, oh, well, I, I used to, but now I'm more into Pilates. Hi, Macy. Hi, I'm Kimmy. I just have to say, I love your music. Thanks. And your Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> oh, Kimmy. You know, it takes me all night to blow up that Kermit balloon. So, would the sisters like to dance with the brothers? We would, but, but that would leave Kimmy all alone. We can find somebody for Kimmy. I mean, the, the, the club's full of eye candy. And butt candy. Yum. Yo, it's Fernando. Yo, Fernando. Who's Fernando? What's well, Kimmy's soon-to-be ex-husband? We don't like him. Hola, Kimberlina. Ew, Fernando. I had a dream that we were here together again at Euphoria. But I never dreamed that my dream would come true. It's like a dream come true. So, yeah, the girls are entertaining the guys with the story about the pole in the wall and it's kind of funny because Kimmy's like yeah and then Michelle came in and said you got it dude and I like how Stephanie's like Kimmy you weren't even there I mean she was there but she wasn't there when the girls like came up Stephanie was the one that came up with the, the distraction with the song and everything and it's so funny because Michelle of course 
It's all about DJ want or Stephanie wanting to be like DJ, wear exactly what she's wearing, and then at the end, of course, Michelle's wearing exactly what the older girls are wearing. But the fact that Stephanie is always so quick on her feet with these little made-up songs. <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, it's just the, the whole distraction of Michelle telling Danny that she knows her phone number and she can even say it with her eyes closed. And when Danny goes up to confront DJ and Stephanie saying, why are you in my room? Yeah, because he's like, yeah, she just told me her phone number with her eyes closed. And why did Michelle tell me her? <laughs> That's the question. Why did she tell me her phone number with her eyes closed? And yeah, <laughs> it's just, oh, it was oh, so funny. But yeah, somebody pointed out, like, Kimmy, you weren't even there. You left after the pole went into the wall. And then Kimmy's like, yeah, but I'm sure if she were there, that's what she would have said. Well, she did when uh, they told her, Michelle, watch the hole. Michelle, go distract Dad downstairs and keep him from coming upstairs. So the guys want to dance with DJ and Stephanie, and DJ's concerned, like, well, that'll leave Kimmy by herself. And DJ, uh, Stephanie says, hey, there's lots of eye candy, just go pick some guy. And there's a guy bent over, I guess, tying his shoe or whatever, and Kimmy notices, and it turns out it's Fernando, Kimmy's soon-to-be ex-husband. And then the announcer announces Macy Gray up on stage. Yeah, Macy Gray comes over, and Stephanie's like, yeah, I know M Macy Gray, of course. We went to Bangkok or whatever, and they raided the club, and then we wound up on uh, escaping on an elephant and wound up in Cambodia. <laughs> of course, Macy Gray's like, yeah, I haven't seen you since that whole thing happened. And DJ, <laughs> it's like... I'm the real DJ Tanner. And Mason's like, oh, you spin? As in, like, you're a DJ. And DJ says, no, but I've gotten really into Pilates. And then, of course, Kimmy introduces herself and says, oh, I really love your music, and I love your Thanksgiving Day parade. And Macy just is like, okay. Yeah, it takes all night to blow up that Kermit balloon. <laughs> So, Macy's on stage saying she's going to play a new song from her new album called The Way. She says you can buy it online or out of the trunk of my car. And I'm like, wow, Macy. I mean, I remember, I only remember that one song that she sang. And then she was also, I think, in the first or second Spider-Man. One of them. She was in one of the... Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. So, Fernando's asking Kimmy if she wants to dance. He's moving his hips and his shoulders. And DJ's, like, having to remind Kimmy, like, Kimmy, remember what he's done to you. All the times he's cheated on you. Don't fall for it. So she goes out onto the dance floor. Dance floor with Fernando. So, DJ and Stephanie are dancing with uh, the guys from Dancing on the Stars, and he's like, oh, oh, DJ, where do you learn those moves? And she says, I watch Dancing with the Stars every week. And the guy has a look on his face like, well, that's impossible. It's seasonal and rotates with the Bachelorette. Yeah, I know these two guys are on there just because of Dancing with the Stars and because both Candace and Jody were on the show at one point. So we cut over to Kimmy and Fernando, and they he brings up how they won the nightly dance-off 
at that club euphoria that they're at there. And he says 22 weeks in a row. Oh, my goodness. So when he, Fernando dips Kimmy, this girl comes up to him and it's like, oh, who are you dipping? And Fernando's like, oh, you're back. I feel like Kimmy is like, what is going on? Who is this blonde haired girl? And Fernando not changing his ways. Still the same cheating cad. So apparently Fernando's told this girl about Kimmy because she knows Kimmy as the almost ex-wife. Who is this girl and why does she think she has the right to speak to Kimmy that way? I'm like, girl, get lost. I mean, what is she, 20? <laughs> and apparently Kimmy is no stranger to this. As she says, oh, another Fernando girlfriend. And Kimmy says, yeah, I'd ask you your name, but what's the point? But yeah, she's like, you're here with another woman and you're here hitting on me. It's like, what is wrong? Yeah, ugh. That just, I, I, honestly, Fernando is just, ugh, especially in season one. Eventually they turn his character around to be where he's devoted to Kimmy and he's a good father because right now this is, no, he's not either of those things. He's, so... DJ breaks away dancing from the Dancing with the Stars guy to go check on Kimmy. Kimmy is not doing so great right now. All right, so now we get back to the house. There is toilet paper all over the place. They've used the toilet paper gun. Or toilet paper leaf blower. So we got <coughs> Ramona and Jackson ducking behind these two chairs using silly string and then the little nerf gun things and jackson says this is for eating all the raisins out of the raisin bran and then ramona hits him with silly string and says that's for having terrible aim in the bathroom ew <laughs> and max pops up behind the couch and says uh, that might have been me <laughs> and ramona's just like what and he says hey you try to pee on your tippy toes so there's a doorbell ring, and they say, who's there? And of course it's Joey, because you hear him say, pizza delivery, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dude, Max, it's not pizza. Don't answer that door. Oh, they're calling a pizza truce. Uh-huh. So jo as soon as they open the door, Joey's got the slime gun, and is sliming them with, like, green Nickelodeon geck. In liquid form. Wait, Nickelodeon Gap, that's always been liquid form, I thought. Slime or whatever it is. And Joey says, ah, the old fake pizza delivery trick. Yeah, see, I told you, you shouldn't open that door. And Max is like, wait, there's no pizza? And Joey's like, oh, here, let me help you with that mess as he's got the toilet paper leaf blower. That thing works wonders. I really wonder if you were to do that, if that would really work. Somebody should try that to rig a toilet paper on the end of a leaf blower. <laughs> the audience's reaction, they're like, ah, yeah. Then in Schwarzenegger accent, he says, impersonating Arnold, he says, consider yourself wiped. He's like, <laughs> Joey says, you guys are pathetic. You couldn't beat me if it was three on one. And 
when Joey goes into the kitchen, Jackson's like, hey, this isn't right. We're a mess and Joey's spotless. So Ramona's like, hey, let's stop sliming each other and start sliming Joey. He's like, yeah, I would have turned the tables on him a long time ago. <laughs> Max is like, let me get this straight. There was never any pizza? Like, dude, no, there was never any pizza. It was Joey the whole time. Consider yourself wiped. <laughs> you guys are pathetic. You couldn't beat me if it was three on one. <laughs> this is not record. We're a mess and Joey's spotless. Let's stop sliming each other and start sliming Joey. Yeah. So let me get this straight. <laughs> there was never any pizza. All right, so now we're getting back to the club. It's now time for the Euphoria's legendary nightly dance-off. Yeah, Kimmy wants to get out of there. Like, I don't want to see Fernando win this dance-off thing. And DJ says, no, you're going to win it because I'm going to be your partner. We're going to do the routine from Dirty Dancing that we, well, turns out they lost because DJ dropped Kimmy who broke her arm when they did the Dirty Dancing routine for the fourth grade talent show. Which is interesting because in season one, DJ is in fifth grade, so. Which is interesting because the show started in the fall of 87 when Dirty Dancing came out. Well, anyway. So, Kimmy's like, hey, I'll have Macy Gray play the time of your life up there. You guys do your routine, and we are going to blow everyone away. I need a big favor. My sister's best friend needs to get back on the two-timing X. Well, you just bring that low-life cheater to the alley. I'll give him heaven and hell. 
actually just need you to sing Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. Do you know it? No, and I'm crazy for Swayze. <laughs> but it's a duet. You gotta help me out. I, I couldn't possibly sing with a star like you. <laughs> So 
yeah, they win the, they win the dance off with the dirty dancing move, and DJ has to have like the Dancing with the Stars guys like come in and lift Cameo because there's no way. And I like how DJ is standing up for Kimmy and saying, Fernando, you're going to break her heart. You're So he fakes a toe cramp. And that girl that he was with just leaves like, good, goodbye. <laughs> At least Fernando did the honorable thing there with just dropping out of the contest and just saying, because DJ's like, you're also going to beat Kimmy at this dance thing with some other woman. It's like, don't do that to her. You've already hurt her enough. So yeah, he bows out. And of course, DJ and Kimmy win. They go up on stage and DJ starts thanking like literally everybody, the wait staff. She even says shots for everybody. I'm like, you know how much expensive that probably is going to be? Oh, my goodness. And she also thanks her fourth grade teacher, Miss Murray, her dance teacher, who had no faith in her. I had no idea that DJ ever did dance. This is the first time I'm hearing of it. Their dirty dancing routine. And Stephanie, yeah, she's a good, she's a good singer. Jody Swain's a good singer. And like, yeah, uh, there's a message about someone's 78 Cadillac Seville or, with their lights on. And she's like, oh, Macy's like, is it pink? And they're like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's my car. Oh, that's the thing. Always, especially at night, check your interior lights. Make sure they're off. I, in the past, have had an issue with the dead battery because the interior lights have been left on. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Or even make sure make sure your lights are out. That's the thing I like about my car is even though it's 10 years old, it'll have a thing, this particular ding sound to it if you leave the lights on when you and you open the driver's side door. It'll like ding, 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 ding. It'll say, oh, yeah, my lights are on. Okay, especially if it's like it's morning time and it's like, okay, it's a little you know dark out. Let me turn the lights on. And then it's light when you get to where you're going. And you're like, oh, remember, turn the lights off. Otherwise, you'll come out to a dead battery. All right, now we're going to get back to the house. The kids have rigged up a bucket with green slime. Max sees that Joey is sneaking around the side of the house, so they're basically going to get him at the door. So Ramona's like, I hear footsteps, and Jackson and Ramona go off to the side with Max. Because here come DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie back from dancing. And immediately they drop the bucket on the girls and they are completely slimed. As soon as they saw it was them, they should have like, no, 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 no. I don't know what this concoction is. It's not green. It's more of like a bluish green color. laughing. He's trying to cover it up. Oh, I'm sure those dresses are ruined. <laughs> and Joey's just, I'm going to kill. <laughs> and here comes Joey right behind the girls. As he says, beautiful plan gone horribly wrong. <laughs> of course, we get a how rude from Stephanie. <laughs> and Jackson says, hey, in our defense, we never thought it'd work this well. Ramona slap high five. 
Aramona quickly changes <laughs> her tune and say, well, enough about us. How was your night? <laughs> and Max says, I had so much fun making a mess. I think I have a dark side. And they're all like looking at Joy, like, what's happening, Joy? What, what did you... And he's like, oh, please, 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 please. Keep in mind, when I got here, I found some kids who didn't get along. And were obsessed with their electronic devices. Joey says, and now I'm leaving you with some pals. Joey says, we've had some great fun together. The good old-fashioned way. Family-friendly <laughs> violence. Oh, my goodness. And Joey's like, okay, you're welcome. So long, everybody. <laughs> he leaves like, okay, my work here's done. Bye. And they're all like, Joey, what are you doing? It's like, you need to stay and help clean this up. Joey, wait, you forgot my hug, <laughs> Max says. And Joey's like, sorry, little Max. And of course, here come the three slime guns aimed at Joey. They are all here. The kids are having so much fun, especially Elias. And he says, told you I had a dark side. <laughs> it's just, it sounds like it was so much fun for the kids. Oh, I feel bad for whoever has to clean up all that slime. one episode three funner house best outfit of the episode i don't know i'm gonna give it to max's cream white sweater vest or egg white sweater vest uh, as far as the three ladies with their outfits i would have to say i really like dj's was nice kimmy's was colorful and stephanie's was sparkly silver so they're all right. Their dresses were okay. I don't wear dresses, so, but, uh, yeah. 
worst outfit? I actually want to give that to Joey. He was just wearing, like, a plain, like, button-up. It wasn't very... No, actually, I'm sorry. Um, runner-up best outfit is going to be Joey's Detroit Red Wings jersey. Because I'm originally a Michigander. Uh, let's see. I'm still calling it the Tanner Teachable Moment. So with that, I'm just going to say, hey, Joey kept the kids entertained. Granted, maybe he should have stuck around to help clean up the mess. But he did distract them from their electronic devices. It's like, hey, it's pretty cool if you can... I mean, we had years and years of not having electronic devices. There's always some way you can use to entertain the kids of today with something that is outside of the electronic devices and screens. Also, with the girls helping DJ get out and away from home for a little bit to just unwind and de-stress. But I like that... Stephanie and DJ in turn helped Kimmy out with the whole Fernando situation. I thought that was really good. You know, they're, and the she-wolf pack being born, I, I like that. And I like how eventually they do later have a, Ramona as a junior she-wolf pack member. It's really cute down the road. Alright, moving on to the next episode, Season 1, Episode 9, War of the Roses, which also aired February 26, 2016. After a thousand roses show up without a car, DJ Kimmy and Stephanie must figure out which one of them has a secret admirer. Also, another synopsis, when a thousand roses are delivered to the house, Kimmy and Stephanie and DJ must discover who has a secret admirer. Aunt Becky, who is visiting after the Wake Up San Francisco show reunion, makes it her mission to discover which lady was sent the flowers. So this episode's got a 7.5 out of 10 based on 562 ratings. Guest starring, we have... Uh, Ashley Leo, she has become a regular at this point as Lola. We have Michael Sun Lee as Harry Takayama. This is not the actor who portrayed him in season two. But he has been in a handful of things over the years. This episode was directed by Richard Carell. We got a writer, Jeff Franklin, the creator, Paulina Diaz, as written by staff writer, Joe Vargas, written by staff writer. We got some connections here. The War of the Roses, a movie with Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito, and Michael Douglas. Also, a clip is shown from Full House, Middle Age Crazy, Season 2, Episode 10, of Stephanie Tanner and Harry Takayama getting married. Because, <laughs> yes, Stephanie brings that up. Alright. Trivia. Becky says, ooh, someone has a secret admirer. Lori Laughlin was a secret admirer in the movie Secret Admirer, 1985. Her character Tony is in love with her best friend Michael, played by C. Thomas Howell. 
who to me is best known as Pony Boy from The Outsiders, which also 1983, it's been out for over 40 years now. Warning spoilers! Near the end of the episode, DJ Kimmy and Stephanie gather around the table drinking from a wine bottle labeled Bure Family Wines. This is a real winery in St. Helena, California, owned in part by Candace Cameron Bure and her husband, Valerie Bure. Stephanie mentions a baseball player she started dating that is referred to Hunter Pence, who appears in the next episode, A Giant Leap, which will be the next episode I'll be covering. <laughs> the actor who plays Harry Takayama in this episode, Michael Sunley, is not the same actor who played Harry as a child in the original series as shown in the flashback that was Nathan Nishiguchi. Do we have any goops? Yes. As Becky walks down the kitchen stairs at the beginning of the episode, one of the actresses greeted her with Hey Lori, which is the name. I will have to check that out. <laughs> I do apologize about the noise. We have some stuff going on here at the apartment complex. Character error. After, Becky says after 28 years of marriage, the only mystery is who's going to unload the dishwasher. Jesse and Becky were married in February 91 in The Wedding Part 2, so she's actually only has been married for 25 years. Strange she would get that wrong in Love is in the Air. Kimmy gets it right when she says she has planned the perfect weekend to celebrate 25 years of marriage. Yes. Factual errors in Season 1, Episode 9, War of the Roses, when Becky is seen walking. Oh, okay, got it. Miscellaneous. Mistakenly considered a goof. Nobody can be heard. Saying Lori in any form. The crowd noise is too loud. Anyone who thinks they heard it is just imagining it in their own mind. Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So it seems like this person is correcting this goof. Okay. Well, I'll still watch. I'll still hear for that later. Let's see. Do we have any user reviews for this episode. Let's see. Gives it a 6 out of 10. Word of the Roses from July 9th, 2021. Studio AT. Guest star Lori Laughlin making baby noises got a bit boring quite quickly, but on the whole, this was another decent episode of the show that actually is probably strong enough to stand on its own feet without Having to keep bringing back characters slash elders from the original show. Honestly, I think it's cool that they're bringing back the original characters. I really, really do. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Alright, so without further ado, let's jump into War of the Roses. Alright, so we're in the kitchen. It's breakfast time as DJ's calling everyone to breakfast. Stephanie's at the table with baby Tommy. <laughs> So cute. And Kimmy's there. So Becky comes down. I do hear hi, Lori, underneath that clapping. Yeah. <laughs> Jody Sweeten says, hi, Lori. You can, you can hear that underneath that clapping. So DJ's like, oh, be Aunt Becky, how did you sleep in Nikki and Alex's old room? There is... <laughs> Their room never looked like that. It was never that small. And Becky says, yeah, great, until Kimmy got in bed with me. Because that's now Kimmy's space. And Kimmy puts an arm around Becky and says, I should have told you, I sleepwalk and sleep cuddle. 
<laughs> Becky says, yeah, you also sleep snoring, sleep drool. Ew. I love Becky's shoulder says, yeah, it's true. And she walks away. As DJ's pouring coffee, she says, yeah, we got to see Dad before the Wake Up San Francisco reunion, and now we get to see you after. And Becky says that Jesse's been so busy with his new job in L.A. And Becky says, yeah, I miss hanging out with you guys, as she pulls Tommy out of his high chair. I like how she says, I miss hanging out with you guys, as she's looking only at Tommy. Yeah, she is baby starved for baby attention. <laughs> yeah, this is... I believe in season two is where they end up adopting baby Pamela. And they're all like, uh, Becky, we're over here. <laughs> and Max comes out from the kitchen, but no, it looks like he's coming around uh, the kitchen counter. He's like, guys, guys, you gotta see what's in the living room. And he's like, you gotta see what's in the living room. It's, it's amazing. He says, it's incredible, it's amazing, it's... I've run out of adjectives. <laughs> and he says, come on, you guys! And he turns around and from the door that leads into the living room says, it's unbelievable! And he says, oh, I have one more. Okay, okay listen everybody. for Hi, Lori. Hey, girls. Hi. Hey, Lori. How'd you sleep in Nikki and Alex's old room? Great. Until Kimmy got in bed with me. <laughs> I should have told you, I sleepwalk and sleep cuddle. You also sleep snore and sleep drool. It's true. This is so great. We got to see Dad before the Wake Up San Francisco reunion, and now we get to see you after. Well, Jesse's been so busy with his new job in L.A., and I really miss hanging out with you guys. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, Becky, we're over here. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now, guys, guys, you gotta see what's in the living room. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's... I'm out of adjectives. Come on, you guys. available is literally filled with flowers you can't even see the fireplace the coffee table is covered they're just literally all over and they're like, well, where did the flowers come from and Jackson says oh yeah I just signed for the your signature for the delivery guy and he's like oh yeah I'm getting really good at it plus thanks for getting me out of gym <laughs> oh Jackson of course, now they're looking for a card to go with all these flowers. I'm surprised that not every bouquet, like, doesn't have its own card attached to it. 
Oh, Puppy Cosmo! I think he's got the card in his mouth. So, Becky says, ooh, someone's got a secret admirer. So, immediately they start, start assuming who it could be for. Kimmy says they must, it's no secret, it must be from Fernando because apparently she and he are back together in secret or whether it's known, I don't know. Because Kimmy says he's trying so hard to put our marriage back together. And she says last week he even got a tattoo of me on his left butt cheek. Uh, TMI, Kimmy, we don't need to know that. So Stephanie says, well, these roses are obviously for me. And because Steph's dated a bit, she's like, well, I just got to figure out who they're from. Could be Darren from the coffee shop, Val from Club Euphoria, or this baseball player I just started seeing. So, Becky's like, well, what about DJ and the, <laughs> the hot doggy dog? The, you know, Matt the veterinarian, her partner at uh, Harmon Fuller Pet Care. And DJ says, oh, Matt, well, I mean, we only kissed once. I mean, that would be way too much, way too soon. Yeah, I mean, this is more of uh, someone who's been, a, to me, I'd be like, this is someone who's clearly been in a relationship for a, a while. <laughs> and Stephanie says, yeah, there's like a thousand roses in here. And Stephanie adds, yeah, you'd have to be one heck of a kisser. And DJ comes back at 70 with, well, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And Becky comes up with, well, what about Steve? He's been crazy about you since high school. And again, this is season one, so there is no CJ yet. And DJ says, yeah, I mean, that's true. And he never really has gotten over. Uh, yeah, this just seems like something, I mean, even Steve, no, that's a bit. I mean, I know he's making podiatrist money, but yeah. And Kimmy says, no, it's not Steve. He would have sent a room full of hams. Yeah, any gift he gave probably would be food related. Becky is so excited for this. This is what she needs in her life right now. She says, this is like a cheesy romance novel come to life. And Becky says, who is the mystery man? Is it... Kimmy's Latin lover, one of Stephanie's three hot-blooded boy toys, or Matt, the kissing veterinarian, or Steve, the lovesick podiatrist. Becky's calling Steve to find out. Like, no, don't do that. And Becky puts the phone up to DJ's ear saying, oh, it's ringing. And DJ says, oh, hi, Steve. Yeah, it's DJ. Yep, I'm Becky's phone. Oh, this is nar. Oh, we don't, I don't need to hear this. Because apparently Becky goes to Steve for her, all her, you know, foot needs, her podiatry needs. He says, oh, my God, is Becky having another corn crisis? Ew! And Steve's like, look, just drive her over here. I'll squeeze her in between my 10 o'clock hammer toe. And DJ's like, no, 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 she's fine. Just a quick question. Did you send me an insane amount of roses? And Steve's like, no, but does that mean somebody else sent you an insane amount of roses? <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I were the person having my foot looked at, I'd be like, dude, can you, like, get off your phone? I'm paying you to provide a service, not talk to whoever you're infatuated with on the other line. And DJ says, no, if they're not from you, they've got to be from either, they're probably for Stephanie or Kimmy. 
And Steve's like, all right, well, just tell everyone I said hi. And also to avoid foot fungus, always wear flip-flops in the shower. And when DJ gets off the phone, she's like, oh, it's not Steve. And by the way, he always say, he said to always remind you. And they all say, always wear flip-flops in the shower. Yep. So, <laughs> Becky says, I'm not leaving until I get to the bottom of this. Jesse and I don't have this kind of excitement anymore. She says only after only 28 years of marriage, the only decision is who's going to unload the dishwasher. Unless she's talking about, like, the few years that they had dated. You can't tap that onto your marriage date. Like, you can't say, oh, that we've been married for this many years, but then we tack on the amount that we were either engaged for or dating. Like, no, that's not how that works. And Becky says to baby Tommy, and it's not a mystery because it's always me. And DJ's like, okay, Aunt Becky, time for a baby break. And she tries to pull baby Tommy away from Becky, and Becky is not giving him up easily. Where's the card? Hmm. I don't see one. They don't see Cosmo walk off with it. Someone has a secret admirer. It's no secret. They must be from Fernando. Oh, he's trying so hard to put our marriage back together. Last week, he even got a tattoo of me on his left butt cheek. (laughs) These roses are obviously for me. I I just have to figure out who they're from. I mean, it could be Darren from the coffee shop, Val from Club Euphoria, or this baseball player I just started seeing. Oh, please. Do any of them have your face on their butt? (laughs) That's none of your business. (laughs) What about DJ and the hot doggy doc? Matt? Oh, we only kissed once. I mean, that would be way too much way too soon. Yeah, it's like a thousand roses in here. I mean, you'd have to be one heck of a kisser. <laughs> well, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but toot toot! <laughs> hey, what about Steve? He's been crazy about you since high school. Oh, that's true. And he never really has gotten over me. No, it's not Steve. He would have sent a room full of hams. <sighs> This is like a cheesy romance novel come to life. Who's the mystery man? Is it Kimmy Slatten Lover? One of Stephanie's three hot-blooded boy toys? Is it Matt, the kissing veterinarian, or Steve, the lovesick podiatrist? What's ringing? I'm calling Steve. What? Oh, no, 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 Becky, I, hi, hi, Steve. Yeah, it's DJ on Becky's phone. Oh, my God, is Becky having another corn crisis? Listen, just drive her over here, okay? I will squeeze her in before my 10 o'clock hammer toe. No, 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 she's fine. Uh, just a quick question. Did you send me an insane amount of roses? No. Does that mean somebody else sent you an insane amount of roses? No. If they're not from you, then they're probably for Stephanie or Kimmy. Oh, okay. Well, look, just tell everybody I said hi. And to avoid foot fungus, always wear flip-flops in the shower. Bye, Steve. It's not Steve. Oh, and he said to remind you to always Always wear wear flip-flops in the shower. (laughs) I'm not leaving till I get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Jesse and I don't have this kind of excitement anymore. After 28 years of marriage, the only mystery is who's going to unload the dishwasher. (laughs) And it's not a mystery because it's always me. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's always me. Okay, Aunt Becky, time for a baby break. Oh, no, no, he doesn't want yeah. to. No, no, he does. It's okay. Little I break. Just little, little break. Little Aunt Becky. Hey, Lola. It is. I'll be right there. 
I know you like Lola, but the worst thing that could have happened to you just happened. Oh, more drama. <laughs> what? She called you dude. Dude? <laughs> so? Dude means you've entered the dreaded friend zone. It's true. Bud, pal, dude, even amigo. She amigoed me yesterday. What do I do? Once you're in the friend zone, you can never get out. It's like Alcatraz. Or Ikea. <laughs> you can get out. Just show her you want to be more than friends. Girls love it when guys do something romantic. Oh, like all those roses in there? Exactly. What is Lola like? Oh, she wants her own horse. Oh, boy. <laughs> what else does she like? M&M's? Now we're talking. I'll get her at Sal's and M&M's. But only the red ones. But they all taste the same. Hey, friend zone. You want to be right or you want to be happy? <laughs> all right. So we're in the kitchen. Jackson's there. Becky's there. And here comes Lola saying, hey, dude, to Jackson. And Ramona pretty much tells him he's in the friend zone because dude is, like, the worst thing he could be. Even Becky also adds, you know, dude, also pal, buddy, amigo. And Jackson says, she amigoed me yesterday. How do I get out of the friend zone? And Lola says, you're pretty much stuck there. You can't get out. It's like Alcatraz or Ikea. And Becky says, no, you can get out of the friend zone. Just uh, find out what kind of stuff she likes. And, <laughs> yeah, well, she also says how, you know, girls like when guys are romantic and stuff like that. So Ramona says she likes M&Ms, but only the red ones. And Jackson says, but they all taste the same. And Becky says, hey, you want to be in the friend zone or do you want to be more than that? Then you'll get, because I guess apparently Lola also wants a horse, which I guess who didn't back then? Or just in general, that just seems like such a uh, regular generic answer. Oh, we want a horse. Uh, sure. Until they learn they have to take care of it. I'd be down for a thousand M&M's. Granted, they'd probably melt by the time I get to eat them all, but red, you know, you all know red's my favorite color. You've got your new license. Now you're a legal beagle. Two coffees and one water, no ice. I thank you, and Fred thanks you. <laughs> okay, we really need to talk about this elephant in the room. Don't tell me there's an elephant out there. No, I'm talking about our little makeout session. Oh, that elephant in the room. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I like you, DJ. And I hope that you like me. And I want to go on a date. But if you don't, I am happy to keep things entirely professional. Super awkward. Matt, you're an amazing guy. But we do work together. Okay, bad start. I do really like you. Back in the game. Well, I guess there's no harm in going on one little innocent date. Booyah! How's dinner tonight? I'm completely free. Great. You know, I was a little worried when I walked in and you didn't mention the flowers that I got you. 
Those were from you? Yeah, it was just a little gesture. A little gesture? Well, that was nothing. Wait till we go on a real date. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, I think I just lost a filling. Like just a second? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to go to the dentist, but but he's all booked right now, so oh, I'm gonna have to go tonight. You have a night dentist? Yeah, it's a real thing. Look it up. But, but no dinner. I mean, that's the point. So yeah, that's the thing. Matt and DJ work together, and of course, since they made out, uh, it's been super extremely awkward. And DJ just kind of at first shutting it down, like you know, we work together. It just wouldn't be, you know, how to be able to balance working together and also being in a relationship. And plus, they co-own that business together, so yeah. But she does agree to go out on a date with him. And then when he says, oh, did you get the flowers I sent you? Of course, it's like, like. And he's saying how it's like a little gesture. It's like, there was a whole living room filled with flowers. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is nothing. Wait till we actually go out on the date. And then DJ pretends her filling fell out. And then she claims she has a night dentist. Like, oh, yeah, it's a real thing. Look it up. So she makes a date, then cancels because I, uh, DJ, you are all over the place. 997, 998, 999. Ah, oh, I'm one red, one short. <laughs> oh, I'll hide a red skittle. She'll never know. Mm -hmm. so you didn't send me roses either. No. No, by either, I didn't mean to imply that I was dating more than one guy. Uh, Darren. <laughs> okay, all right, bye. Aw, oh, Steph, I'm so sorry. I heard Mr. Coffee, Mr. Nightclub, and Mr. Baseball didn't send you the roses. Who'd you hear that from? From me, I was listening at the door. So we're in Jackson's room, and he's counting out. He is so close. He's got 999... Red M&M's, unfortunately, he still needs that last one. But he decides to hide a red Skittle. Skittles are smaller than m and aren't they? I always thought they were. I was like, ah, no, she'll never know the difference. <laughs> and then, of course, right next to the container of red M&M's are all the... He had, like, packs upon packs upon packs of M&M's that have just been discarded in this plastic container. So now we go downstairs, of course, Stephanie's trying to figure out whether Darren sent her the roses or one of the Dancing with the Stars guys or the uh, baseball guy. None of them have fessed up. And Becky, of course, had been listening, uh, but I love that Cosmo was just hanging out while Jackson was counting those M&Ms. I'm like, you better put a cover on those because dogs can't have chocolate. But anyway, Becky was listening on the other side of the door as Stephanie kept getting rejected as far as, like, neither three of those guys she'd been with had sent her flowers. You know, sometimes I wonder if I'm ever going to find a real relationship. Ooh, hang on, that's my husband. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're what? My husband, Harry Takayama. That's a 
beautiful ceremony. This kind of somewhat fills in a little bit of gaps as far as Stephanie and Harry's relationship past season three of Full House. Because he reached out to her and the fact that she's like, oh, my husband's getting a hold of me. And Becky's like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, my husband, Harry Takayama, we got married. And I'm just thinking, Becky wasn't there for that. I mean, she and Jesse were dating. I mean, it was... It was season two, though. It was, like, towards the end of season two. Let me double check, but she surely was not. that. Nobody was. That's why Stephanie wanted attention, because she wasn't getting any attention. That's why she got married. It's, um, 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 age crazy. Yeah, season two, episode ten. Well, anyway, she says that. Every once in a while, Harry does some crazy, big, elaborate gesture to try to get Stephanie to date him. And I guess they had dated on and off here and there, like, I guess, what, after high school? I don't know. But it's just... And and she thinks, hey, maybe this is just a, a gesture with these flowers to get me to date him again. And then, well, because his response is... About how, oh, with the way I thought you would have responded by now when I, when I sent you the thing. And, uh, 
Becky is just loving this because, of course, it just feels like she's lost a spark with Jesse, so she's trying to find any juicy romance examples in the Tanner Fuller Gibbler house. Because, yeah. She even takes Stephanie's phone and is like, I'm going to text him to come over here right now because this is getting juicy. And, and even Stephanie says, you're enjoying this maybe a little too much? Like, yeah. Yeah, I am. Where'd the other ones go? Now there's just I the really container. I really like you. Wanna hang out with me Saturday? M&M's and a whole day with Jackson? Heck yeah! It's Jet. It's Max, but it's not for you. Sugar Rush, here I come. Oh, that kid is gonna make himself sick. So, I don't know where the regular M&M's went that were in that container, because all I see are the red ones, and... I don't know, unless Jackson's got impeccably beautiful handwriting, I just, and I'm not saying that teenage guys can't have good handwriting, I'm just saying this is really elaborate, very nice handwriting. It's like, you want to hang out this Saturday, check yes or no. It just makes me think of that song by George Strait called Check Yes or No. And, of course, Max comes in, thinks that the note is for him, like, a whole day with Jackson and Red M&M's. Oh, sign me up. He checks the box. And I'm like, that kid is going to make himself sick. All I'm going to know is where did the other M&M's go? Too much of any type of food, I would think, at some is going to make you sick. Like, there's a point of being full, and there's a point of being uncomfortably full, and then there's a point of eating so much candy that you're basically going to puke. That's probably why parents usually around Halloween would put away the Halloween candy that you got and just give you a little bit at a time, like a piece a day or a piece every other day or only on the weekend or something, because the last thing they want is for you to get an upset stomach. I like the way you say hello. Thank you so much for the beautiful roses. These beautiful roses? Oh, the note got lost, but I know they're from you, you big hunk of romance. <laughs> You sure there's no note? In that case, you're very welcome. <laughs> did you see us kissing again? I sure did! You're not gonna tell Ramona, right? I sure won't! Why are you crazier than usual? Oh my gosh, how is he not dead? I race cars for a living, but that kid makes me nervous. So, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on the scene. Just Kimmy and Fernando, they're back together. They don't want to tell Ramona. And because there's no card to send the roses, Fernando, of course, is going to take... Like, oh, yeah, sure, I sent them, of course. You sure there was no thought? Yeah, I sent them. You're very welcome. <laughs> Max, how is he not puking? 
He ate all of those 999 M&Ms and one red Skittle. Poor kid. And the fact that he had already seen Kimmy and Fernando kissing at the end of Ramona's birthday party out in the backyard. And Kimmy says, oh, did you see his kissing again? He's like, oh, yeah, I did. And he, I mean, he is literally doing laps around, around, and around. This kid has got so much energy. Even after eating that many Skittles. I mean, M&M's and a Skittle. Ugh. Aunt Becky, do you have a minute? Oh, hold that thought. The baby fashion show is about to begin. I call it a day in the life of Tommy Fuller. <laughs> we start our day in Playdate Casuals. <laughs> then this little Viking is off to the playground to conquer new sandboxes. <laughs> Call of the Sea? It's a trip to the marina to see the tall ships. <laughs> we end our day with a little culture and an evening at the opera. <laughs> and then it's time for a nightcap. Jesse and Becky, they probably have one of Comet Jr.'s puppies or something to that effect. But she's putting Tommy in so many different outfit, uh, outfits outfits, with the sailor and the, or the uh, yachting, boating outfit. I'm surprised she didn't have like a safari outfit, but also an astronaut. Just... The Viking one, the one in a tuxedo for the opera. I don't know, cute, but it's just like, you need to go do some. But DJ needs advice on what to do about Matt. Apparently, she still thinks he sent the roses. She's calling him a psycho and just like, oh my gosh, it's like he's obsessed with me. Why did I think it was right to 
try to date someone I work with and this and that and ay 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 it's just crazy so Jackson comes into his room finds the red M&M's completely gone and then a check mark by yes of course Lola would love to hang out with him at the mall on Saturday for the whole day oh he is gonna be so disappointed when he learns the truth Stop with the J money garbage. So, Lolo, looking forward to Saturday? Yeah, we were just talking about it. Oh, I bet you were. <laughs> Gonna be off the chain, day. She ain't your bank, she ain't your wait. boo. You can't wait to go to Sephora and try on makeup? What are you talking about? Lola and I are going to the Outback for a bloom and onion. No, you're not. Ramona's room she and Lola talking about going to a place to try on oh pretend to buy be interested in buying lip gloss so they can get free makeovers and then go to Yogurtland to try all the samples to pretend they don't know what they want and then Jackson oh my gosh with the J money the action Jackson Ugh, this kid in his his own nicknames for himself He's even calling Lola Bay and Boo, and I'm just like, boy, stop. Stop. He's like, oh, are you so excited for our date, our Saturday? Basically, he's practically calling it a date. He's like, oh, I can't wait. And Ramona looks at him like, and even Lola's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's like, oh, you can't wait to go to this place sephora or whatever and try on makeup it's like no i'm talking about going to the outback with lola for a blooming onion they have that at the mall okay <laughs> uh she is just jackson basically just bugs lola like can this guy i'm not into you you're so just plain and ordinary there's nothing really basically his problem is he tries too hard it's like, unrequited 110% for you, Jackson. She's not interested in you. But then here comes Mac, like, oh my gosh, I read your note, I can't wait for Saturday. Of course I checked yes. And thank you for all the 999 red M&Ms and the one Skittle. And Jackson realizes, like, excuse me, there's been a slight misunderstanding. Goes into his room and sees Jackson, or Jackson sees Max jumping on his bed. <laughs> this kid is going to crash. 
hard eventually from this sugar rush. Max, that note was not for you. It was for Lola. It's over the thousand red m &Ms. How did you know I loved the red ones? Oh, everyone knows they're the best. Mm -hmm. Plus, I told him. So, do you want to hang out Saturday? Sure. Hold it! We have plans Saturday. Max, I, I told you that note wasn't for you. That changes nothing. We have a signed contract. It's okay. Max can come too. Saturday's a group hang at the mall. Yeah, me, Lola, and 12 of our best friends. So, I'm gonna go to the mall with Max, Ramona, and 12 other people? Right. But you'll be there too? Yeah. Sweet! <laughs> hey, that's my shoe! That smells a klepto. Oh my gosh, it's a treasure trove of stuff! Cosmo's a hoarder! Well, that's enough. Hey, that's my One Direction pillow! I mean, no it's not. But, um, I know who to return it to. Uh -huh. Wow, I, I just can't believe it. We're going out with Lola. And 12 other people. <laughs> yeah, he's got a point. So, in the fact, I like how when Jackson says to Max, that note wasn't for you, the, not, the thousand red M&Ms were not for you either. It was for Lola, and Lola is like, how did you know I liked red M&Ms? And Jackson plays it off, oh, yeah, everyone loves red M&Ms. And I like how when Lola says, oh, yeah, plus I told him. And I like how Lola just kind of nods, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, basically, he's like, hey, you want to hang out Saturday still? And Max jumps in, like, hey, we have a signed contract. You're hanging out with me Saturday. But Lola's like, hey, we're, I'm hanging out with Ramona and 12. Ramona says also 12 other people are going to be there. And then Max can also come. And then Jackson says, oh, okay, so it's going to be Ramona, 12 other people, and Max, but you're still going to be there, right? And Lola says, yeah. He's like, oh, sweet. And here comes Cosmo, the <laughs> cosmic klepto, because he's got a hoarder stash underneath Max's bed with Ramona's shoe. Also her One Direction pillow, which she tries to play it off like it's not, but then she takes it anyway and, like, clutches it to herself as Lola, like, pushes Ramona out of the room. <laughs> I think they need to go through all that stuff that he's found. So here comes Stephanie coming downstairs looking very nice with a black blazer and a sky blue or baby blue colored top. <clears throat> well, 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 Mrs. Takayama. <laughs> looking very prim and proper. Well, I figure Harry's a businessman and I want to show him that I mean business. Oh, yeah, I have a tag back there. Oh, no, 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 don't pull on that. In case this doesn't work out with Harry, i got to return this puppy. <laughs> hey, Dee. So, you will never guess who sent the roses. Matt, Fernando, my husband Harry. <laughs> oh, we have three suspects again. 
again. Suspect number one. The Latin lover. First, Kimmy and I get back together again, and then I find a great parking spot. Everything is coming up Fernando today. Perfect timing. Suspect number two, the kissing veterinarian. DJ, can we talk? So there are only 12 night dentists in the whole Bay Area. And you weren't at any of them. Because I checked. Oh, wow, that's obsessive. Our final suspect, the child groom. The child groom. Uncertain financial times, that's saying a lot. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Harry Takayama, CPA. Okay, people, I have a flight to catch. Let's get to the bottom of this. You three gentlemen, sit. <laughs> Dr. Matt Harmon, did you or did you not give flowers to DJ Fuller? I did. See, I told you he sent me the roses. Oh, I didn't send these. Wait, you just said... Oh, hold on. I'm running this show. <laughs> that brings us to Harry Takayama, CPA, if that is your real job. <laughs> Who would lie about being a CPA? Yeah, really. I'll ask the questions. Harry, did you or did you not send these flowers to Stephanie? I did not. That was so sweet. Wait, you did not. That means Fernando sent the roses. It appears once again that I did. If anyone's missing anything, Cosmo has been hiding stuff under my bed. Schedule our date. I would like that a lot. Or a little, whichever's less scary. So, what was that text about? 
wanted you to RSVP to my wedding. This one's for real. No holy mattress money. I, I never even got your invitation. Oh, which is right here. I'll be there. Before I get married, there's something I really need to ask you. Do you want the chicken or the fish? But we still haven't found the secret admirer. Hey, now. <laughs> I see you got my roses. These are from you? Yeah. I think I would have got a thank you call or a text or thumbs up emoji or something. <laughs> Hi, they're beautiful. I love them, but what are they for? Well, as a thank you for getting to wake up next to you every morning and fall in love with you all over again. And for that, for the good kissing. Hey, Harry. Hey. Hey, kid. Hey, do you remember little Harry? Oh, yeah, he's my CPA. Let's <laughs> find a way to break these flowers off, huh? All right, come on. Time to whisk you away. Oh, to Hawaii on a private plane? No, to San Jose in a rental car. Come on. Seats fall down on that rental. Have mercy. <laughs> Not for us. I want to get all these flowers in the car. Ugh, I should have run out a bus. <laughs> Everyone, grab a bouquet. Grab a bouquet. All right, so I'm going to kind of wrap this up here. We got the three suspects, according to Becky. We got. The Latin lover, Fernando. We got the kissing veterinarian, Matt. And we have the CPA. <laughs> or the child groom, I guess is what Becky refers to him as. And, yeah, it turns out not a one of them sent the roses. Although Matt says he sent flowers, but there are two sunflowers at the front desk because he didn't want to freak DJ out. Also, he <coughs> find, found out that in the Bay Area, there are 12 night dentists. However, DJ was not at any of them because he checked. So either he drove to all of these dentists because odds are... I don't think he was going to call and try to find out if she's there because that would be, a, I think, a HIPAA violation or just a privacy violation. And, of course, Fernando never did because he just... But the fact that he was going to take credit for it, I'm like, no, dude. No, no, no. And he also was like, hey, I found a great parking spot. Yay! Max comes in with a crate a plastic crate of all the hoarded things that cosmo basically stole <laughs> one of which is the card that came with the roses or yeah and um the name's chewed off so again they can't figure out who it is also harry lets it slip it he's getting married for realsies. <laughs> Not in holy mattress money. I like how we get those little callbacks. And I like how he kissed her hand and she said, oh, he's still a good kisser. <laughs> and he also asked, oh, um, one last, a very important question. Do you want the fish or the chicken? Because the invite is also in the stash that 
Cosmo found. And I like how Max said, oh yeah, that's Cosmo barking. That's uh, that's him apologizing. And Cosmo just keeps barking. And Max tells him, hey, just stop, okay? You're embarrassing yourself. And they turn around and walk out of the room. So yeah, it turns out Jesse is the... He's the culprit. He's the sender of all those roses. And Becky asks, you know... You know, why did you send all those roses? And he says, because every morning I get to wake up next to you. And it's so sweet. And I guess they're going to go to San Jose, not in a private plane, but... Be, well, the fact that she started this, like, we gotta ramp this up because I want to find out who it is, and I got a plane to catch. But I guess they're canceling that flight because Jesse's got a romantic weekend in San Jose and they have a rental car. And then, of course, she's like, I hope the seats, like, go down. And he's like, okay, have mercy. And she says, no, because I want to get all the roses. You're not. And he, he says, I should have rented a bus. Yeah, well. And the fact that, of course, he had them sent there instead of, you know, at home because they'd probably be dead without water. And you see that they all have some, they kept some bouquets. Well, that was really sweet of Becky and Jesse to uh, give those to them. So I think best outfit for the episode is got to go to I liked Stephanie's black blazer with the matching like skirt or skirt pants but and then of course the sky blue light blue top that she was wearing with it worst outfit Kimmy was wearing like some pink like black fake like bow barrette things on it and it just looked really tacky but then again it's Kimmy but she can wear some fashionable stuff um as far as for the Tanner teachable moment for this episode um, hmm, I would say that if you find a note like Max did for Jackson, don't assume it's for you, even though it wasn't addressed to anybody. And if you see candy out, don't just help yourself. I mean, come on. Usually I am one, if I see something, I will ask for, like, hey, is this for anybody? Is it okay if I have some? Most of the times, it's absolutely fine. And also, if the girls or, or whoever is giving you signals of the you're in the friend zone or just be their friend. If they want more, they'll let you know. But don't try so hard. Don't be Jackson. Don't be Jay Money. Again, don't <laughs> with catchphrases for your own name just because, I mean... If you want to, cool, but it's just, oh, Jackson, he just, he tries too hard. But I like that even though this was a beginner relationship for him with Lola, at least Rocky made him accountable for, like, she would call him out on his goofiness and just say, or when he's kind of being a jerk, like when they were at the prom and he's, like, making fun of her dress or her outfit or her hair. And... Rocky's like, <laughs> that ain't gonna fly. But, yeah, I thought this was a, both were fun episodes. If I had to choose between the two of them, 
I think I would go maybe with Funner House was a little bit more mainly just the aspect of Joey interacting with the kids and trying to get them out of the techno zone. So, all right. So, coming next week, I am going to be covering Season 1, Episode 10, A Giant Leap. Things get out of hand when Stephanie's new boyfriend, Hunter Pence of the San Francisco Giants, invites everyone to one of his baseball games. And Stephanie is dating Hunter Pence of the San Francisco Giants, but he hasn't had a hit since they started their relationship. She's the blonde, in quotes, from the internet rumors. DJ intends to tell Steve that she's interested in another man, but is interrupted by a kiss. And Season 1, Episode 11, Partnerships in the Night. In this episode, Stephanie and Kimmy form a strange partnership. Basically, Stephanie starts working for Kimmy's uh, Gibbler-style party planning. DJ's boss retires, Matt's father, and Max has Jackson and Ramona right where he wants them. Yes. <laughs> this boy, this kid is conniving. I will definitely say that. So yeah, I hope you all have a great weekend. And I'll be back next week with a giant leap in partnerships in the night. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>